The return we have all been waiting for is finally here. UFC's most notorious icon is stepping back into the octagon this Saturday. So be sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, for a shot to turn $1 into $257. That's right, new users can bet $1 on Conor McGregor to win by knockout in the first round. And if he does, you'll be cashing in $257. Bet a little, win a lot. It's that simple. While we are all excited for this weekend's premier UFC bout, let's not forget that football is in the midst of their AFC and NFC championship games. So head to the App Store to check out great playoff promotions. DraftKings is safe, reliable, secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $257. If McGregor wins by first-round knockout, place your bet and watch the fisticuffs fly this weekend. That's code DNVR for new players to get $257 if McGregor wins by first-round knockout. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You gotta be 21 or older, Colorado-only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. <laughs> Perna. Here's the deal, Chiefs fans, if you end up playing Brady in the Super Bowl, I will be forced to root for you. The enemy of my enemy is not my friend, but the lesser of two evils. The spider that eats the other bug. The radiation that kills the cancer. If left unchecked, Brady will replace your T-cells with TB cells and charge you $89 a month to get them back. The caveat? I will be rooting for Chad Henney to beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. <laughs> that single move will discredit the legacy of both Mahomes and Brady in one glorious game. Suddenly, Chad Henney is the greatest Michigan quarterback of all time, and Brady is remembered as the guy who lost to two backups in the Super Bowl. And clearly, anyone can win in Andy Reid's offense. I hope it doesn't come to that, though. And if Brady makes it to the Super Bowl in his home stadium, I'm not sure any amount of jet sweeps, fourth down cojones, and black magic could stop him. So let's take a deep dive into this matchup between the Chiefs and Bills, two AFC teams I know pretty well. It's good sports. Convincing myself that the Bills will definitely win this game is a little bit tougher than it's been the last couple weeks. I truly believe the Packers have the better all-around team and can beat the Buccaneers right now, but between Kansas City and Buffalo, it's really close. Both teams are really tough and have a lot of similarities. The biggest X factor in this game is clearly Patrick Mahomes' health but I have a sneaking suspicion that he'll take the field even if he's slurring his words like Scooter John after a night at Cherry Creek Elways. Oh, you thought that clip died with Trump's presidency, didn't you? It is back. Who will play better though, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes 
has a fake concussion that's really a neck injury that makes you forget you have legs, or it's a real concussion trying to be disguised as a neck injury so they don't have to deal with the concussion protocol. Neither are good, but history tells me Mahomes will be money. Josh Allen had a quiet game against the Ravens. Some say it was a bad game. 206 passing yards, one TD, zero picks. He was 23 of 37, but since he didn't throw a two yard touchdown to Mike Evans after a near pick six, he was not as good as Tom Brady who had fewer yards and completions. Josh Allen was throwing into a tornado all game, which is why his deep ball was long. It, it can get windy at Arrowhead, but I expect a much better day from Josh Allen on passes longer than 15 yards. The Ravens did an excellent job at not letting Allen beat them with his legs, but I think that's just because Baltimore's defense is used to practicing against quarterbacks who can run sub 4-3-40s all week. And uh, I don't expect the Chiefs defense to hold Josh Allen to just three rushing yards. Everyone keeps saying that the Bills can lose because of their soft run defense. Well, the Bills just held the Ravens to 150 rushing yards. That is the fewest amount of rushing yards the Ravens have been held to since December 2nd when they played the Steelers. And 20 of those yards also came from Tyler Huntley late on a long third and 33. The Bills run defense is going to give up yards and the Chiefs actually ran the ball down their throat in the first meeting, but I think Buffalo has a bend but don't break type run defense right now. The Browns just showed that you can keep the game close that way against Kansas City as long as you tighten in the red zone. Buffalo, when you are in the red zone, please double team Travis Kelsey. Just do it. He nabbed a red zone touchdown against the Browns and against you in the first meeting. And since 2014, he and Devontae Adams lead the league in red zone receiving tutties with 54 and 46. Matt Milano is an excellent coverage linebacker. And while no one is locking down Travis Kelsey, he might be able to keep him in check. There's truly nothing worse than getting button hooked to death by Kelsey. So you'd prefer to eliminate Kelsey and trust your Pro Bowl safeties and corners with Tyreek Hill. Andy Reid this week said that every down is a throwing down after his throw on fourth and inches. My question is, will Kansas City stay true to that or revert to what worked the first time they faced the Bills with their 161 rushing yards from Clyde edwards alaire I'm guessing it will be a pass-heavy day for KC, as Alaa has been dealing with a high ankle sprain since week 15 and did not play against the Browns. So even if he returns, I doubt he's at full speed, which is fine because the Bills and Chiefs are the two teams in the NFL who really don't need to run the ball to win games. Now again, Patrick Mahomes allegedly did not suffer a concussion like was initially reported. It was a pinched or tweaked nerve in his neck. But either way, team doctors have confirmed that he will be able to make Chris Collins worth jizz in his pants all day on Sunday. But if he's healthy enough to play and is still having some sort of neck head issue, it might affect the way that offense operates. I'd expect them to get the ball out quickly and limit the shots downfield, which would minimize the shots on Mahomes. I'm not sure why Andy Reid saw his quarterback hobbling on one foot, ran him into a brick wall on third down, and then had the balls after the game to say every down is a passing down. Well, apparently not on that one, Andy. Now a matchup that could determine this game is the Chiefs slot corner, Legereus Sneed against 
whoever's in the slot for Buffalo. I'd say Cole Beasley, but the nagging knee injury has slowed him down. Maybe Gabe Davis gets reps there, or they lean on Isaiah McKenzie. I'm not sure, but Buffalo has options. Kansas City only had six draft picks last year, and taking Snead in the fourth round has proven to be their most savvy move. And I think Snead has the advantage, regardless of who he ends up covering. Snead has three picks this season, uh, just allowed one touchdown. And I really like how Steve Spagnuolo has been blitzing with Snead as well. He has a sack in each of his last three games. And if he can eliminate the security throw or best option for Josh Allen on third down, his impact could be significant. One guy I know who won't be blitzing in this game is Tyron Matthew. Yeah. Oh yeah, you see that? Yeah. Tackle for loss, thank you. <laughs> 77 just put me on my eyes. Now Gabe Davis, like Cole Beasley, had zero catches against the Ravens. It was kind of a surprise for me. Beasley and Davis have been key to the Bills' offensive success throughout the season. John Brown, though, looks healthy and is the reason Gabe Davis did less against the Ravens because Brown had eight receptions and two clutch grabs on the sideline, which is exactly what Gabe Davis did the week before against Indy. Most teams only have one guy who can make those types of catches. Now, I honestly think the Bills mirror the Chiefs on offense. Two great quarterbacks who can not just extend the play, but can throw the ball anywhere on the field. Stephon Diggs and Tyreek Hill, two of the most dangerous receivers in the league. Cole Beasley, Travis Kelsey, your unsuspecting white guy who produces. Then John Brown, Gabe Davis, and Isaiah McKenzie can be plugged in and shuffled around like Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, and McCole Hardman. Hell, the Chiefs and Bills defense is pretty similar. Both get very good play from the safety position. Although I think Poyer and Hyde make for a better duo than uh, Tyron Matthew and Dan Sorensen. There are some flaws in Dan Sorensen's game, but the dude is a playmaker, as much as I hate to say it. And Kansas City uses Juan Thornhill a lot in three safety packages. Trey White and Levi Wallace may be a bit better this season than Charbarius Ward and, and Bashad Breland, but we're splitting hairs there. Breland is in the concussion protocol, so that could be an issue for Kansas City if he can't play. Now, I hope he's healthy, but I will personally be rooting to hear Thakadius Bo Pete Key's name called in this game. The difference is the Chiefs have Chris Jones in the interior, and Buffalo just doesn't have a player of that caliber on their defensive line. Here are some X factors to consider. Bills fans. Yes, Bills fans have now donated over $360,000 to Lamar Jackson's charity. This season alone, Bills Mafia has raised close to $2 million for charitable causes. Chiefs fans, on the other hand? Well, they have a thesis ready to defend Tyreek Hill's history of domestic violence anytime you bring it up. In terms of karma, the Bills have the advantage. But we all know there's no such thing as a football god monitoring karma. And Scott Norwood would be able to confirm. Another X Factor, Harrison Butker might have the yips. I would have given Kansas City's special teams the edge in this game because of Butker. But he missed a field goal and extra point against the Browns. He made Cody Parkey look like Justin Tucker. 
Well, not Justin Tucker recently, but you get the point. Butker made 92% of his field goals this season. It feels like he never misses an important kick. And Bill's kicker, Tyler. Slapping the bass, man. Missed two, two kicks last week as well. But the wins in Buffalo were ridiculous. So you've got bass on one side and butt on the other. And I, I for some reason, am thinking about a salmon swimming right up Harrison butt Now you may think Tyree Kill and Mecole Hardman as return options for Kansas City have the edge, but the Bills were second this season in punt return yards and third in kick return yards. And it just feels like Andre Roberts might break one for the Bills, or maybe Isaiah McKenzie bust one, busts one loose and finally makes the city of Denver proud. X-Factor, the Chiefs have one of the most annoying media members in their corner as a loyal fan. And I'm talking about Nick Wright, who has been getting elite level trolled by the Bills Twitter account. The Ravens have a better defense. Rocket collapsing, he's gonna be dropped, he is set. Brought down by Jerry Hughes. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time? The Ravens want to beat you by running it straight down your throat. And that is the Bills' biggest weakness. Ninety percent of the time, I have no idea what the f I'm talking about. And that's why I think this will be the one upset of the week. Welcome to the club, Bills Twitter. I've been trolling Nick Wright for his dumb takes before the season even started. Nick is a dumb-minded xenolith. Yeah, a rock fragment, because he knows about as much football as a dumb rock. Not even a smart rock, like comatite or monzonite. You're a real no-right, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, no right, like the fucking rock. Obviously, I've taken the role as Bill's media homer, and therefore Nick Wright and I are at odds. And if you think Nick Wright is annoying, well, you've never seen me after three Bud Light seltzers. Wanna hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> Thanks for watching that Skid Sports. Bills, Chiefs, preview. Packers, Bucks will be up tomorrow, so make sure you come back for that. Click the video on the screen if you wanna watch more of my stupid videos. The return we have all been waiting for is finally here. UFC's most notorious icon is stepping back into the octagon this Saturday. So be sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, for a shot to turn $1 into $257. That's right, new users can bet $1 on Conor McGregor to win by knockout in the first round. And if he does, you'll be cashing in $257. Bet a little, win a lot. It's that simple. While we are all excited for this weekend's premier UFC bout, let's not forget that football is in the midst of their AF and NFC Championship games. So head to the App Store to check out great playoff promotions. DraftKings is safe, reliable, secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into...
$257. If McGregor wins by first round knockout, place your bet and watch the fisticuffs fly this weekend. That's code DNVR for new players to get $257 if McGregor wins by first round knockout. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You got to be 21 or older, Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.